Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to our Believers Meeting online. So glad you have tuned in. As we're just getting started here, I want to encourage you to uh, share this post. If you're on YouTube, uh, how do you do that? Find the share button or copy the address in the, in the header and uh, send that to some people. If you're on Facebook, easy, click the share button or tag people in your, uh, in your share somehow. But do whatever you can. Let's get the word out real quick as we're just getting started. Um, uh, this is, as I mentioned, a believer's meeting. Of course, it's modified being online only. And because of that, uh, we're just going to do the best we can, not having you present in the building with us. But as uh, most of us know, uh, there, the Spirit of the Lord is just as much with you as He is here. And, and I believe this, that, that if you will participate in the service, meaning be fully there mentally and, and, and participate from a standpoint of if we're looking up scriptures, do that yourself. Um, if we're stopping, uh, you know, the speaking portion, we're just praying or praising God, do that yourself. And uh, whatever you can do to keep your mind in the service that we're doing right now, that will help you. I believe you will, in that mode, experience God on a greater level than if it's just kind of on in the background. And even though we might be enjoying God's presence here, I think you'll miss some of that if you're not focused. All right. Um, uh, Again, if you have distractions in the house, get rid of them. Tell those people to go away (laughs) that are not participating in the service right now. And uh, I think you'll be uh, most helped if you would do that and and fully engage with what's happening here. And, And my desire, my heart for this service tonight and all these types of meetings is that the presence of God would fill your life. And and you know what I mean by that. It's not like the Lord ever leaves us or ever forsakes us. He's always present. But uh, you can be filled. In fact, we're instructed in the scriptures to be filled with the Spirit. And so you can be refilled and replenished and reinvigorated and strengthened. And you can receive direction from God. There is no limitation to God's power. Healing can come right you know, I say over the internet, but it's not really over the internet because God's there with you. Yeah. But healing can take place in your body. Uh, There's so many good things that can happen mm-hmm. in a service like this. So mm-hmm. just want to encourage you to expect that and believe that. And I know the Lord is already here present with us now mm-hmm. and beginning to minister uh, in and through us. And I'm confident that as we uh, begin to do this more uh, yeah. as we go into this service, the Lord is going to inspire us to say things that we never thought of, we didn't pre-plan, and some of it is going to be right in your business. <laughs> and I tell you, it's not the Lord getting on you in the sense of putting you down, but getting on you in the sense of lifting you up. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to many good things taking place uh, in the service here tonight. Uh, We are doing this in a similar fashion to what we've done the last couple of weeks. I'm here with Pastor Doug and Pastor Bill and Pastor Mickey. Can the camera show all all these guys at once so you can see that we're all here? Okay, or you can just keep it on me. (laughs) They'll hear us. us. You don't need to see them as long as you can hear them. Uh, 
but we don't have a we don't have a real strict plan again tonight other than we just want the presence of God to to minister to you and manifest there in your home with you and so we're just going to yield to the spirit of the Lord tonight and he will direct us in all that we say and do amen any intro intro thoughts you guys Anything burning? Got a song, a prophecy? You got a- <laughs> no song here. <laughs> you got a song, Pastor Doug? <laughs> all, right. all right, no songs over here. The songs will all come this direction, I think. That's enough. Moving in the spirit. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, um, you know, uh, one thing that was on my heart to say in, in opening up here tonight has to do with, uh, and wait, let, me, let me back up for a moment, okay? I was going to say this, and I'll... We'll get going and I'll forget to say it. Uh, at some point in the night, we are going to do what we have done the last couple of weeks. And that is take questions from you. All right. If you have questions, there is a number that will appear on your screen from time to time. Don't call the number. <laughs> uh, just use it for texting. Okay. So it doesn't matter which platform you're watching on. Uh, use that number and text a question in and Preferably, your, text, your texted questions are in context, uh, at least somewhat. Don't be overly strict with it, but in the lane of what we're speaking about tonight, okay? And, and, and the move of the Spirit of God. And if those things uh, raise questions in your mind, then we'd be happy to address those and, and try to give you a good answer. You know, one of the things that we do uh, in our Bible college um, Life Bible College, and by the way, you should come next year. If you're, uh, yes. Well, one, one of the parts of our, our Bible College is this. Every Wednesday night after we have our believers meetings, our healing services, and so forth, we do a debrief with the students. And, and it's not debrief in, in the, just in the natural sense, but it's a spiritual debriefing talking about what the Lord was saying and, and why we did what we did and, and just talking about the gifts of the Spirit. It's a really powerful time and very educational. So in one sense, this kind of has a, a little bit of that mixed in, kind of has that feel a little bit. And so when your questions are in that lane, uh, definitely shoot them our way and, and we'd be happy to discuss these things. Amen. Anyway, let me get back to what I was saying. Uh, one thing that was on my heart in coming in is, is the ways of God, God's methods. Uh, what are his ways? Many people are familiar with that passage in Isaiah that says his, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Um, contextually, it would be important to note that that's not saying that you as a born-again believer don't have God's thoughts. In fact, we're supposed to be walking in his ways and have his thoughts. That's speaking of people who are wicked, okay? And when we are not with God, then yes, our thoughts are completely different from his. But once we get saved and we meditate on this book, his words, then what happens is our ways uh, become aligned with his ways, Okay, our thoughts become aligned with his thoughts. So I don't want to personally just identify with the parts of me that are different from God. Rather, I want to identify with who I am in Christ and uh, and what he has made me to be. And if I can get his word in my thinking, his word in my mouth, then in that moment, I certainly wouldn't say, well, God's ways are higher than my ways. No, I've adopted to his ways, and so my ways are his ways. 
or his ways are my ways, however you want to say that. Uh, but that's really the goal for all of us is to think like, like God thinks. And if we know how he thinks, we know the types of things that he does, then it's easy to come into agreement and alignment uh, with them. You know, uh, uh, sometimes people ask about hearing the voice of God. In fact, I think we had that question last week or the week before. And uh, you, you, one of the things I do on the side as a hobby is I, I fly airplanes, uh, small airplanes. Um, and uh, one of the things I remember learning when I first was taking lessons is uh, communication with the tower, okay, and then communication with other pilots when you're away from a towered airport. And in the beginning, it was difficult because it seemed like it was hard to understand. You didn't know what was coming, what they were about to say. And then, it, you, and then you had to have the right response. And you're a little bit nervous about saying the wrong thing and, you know, looking like the rookie pilot and, and all that. But what I, I remember happening was um, over time, I, be, I began to anticipate what the control tower was going to say. I knew when I got on the plane, I'm going to talk to, you know, ground control and clearance and all these different uh, parts. And then I knew what they were going to say. I knew what I was going to say. You know, when we take off in the airplane, I knew what was coming next. Okay. You know, basically, uh, tower is going to turn you over to departure. And so you kind of know the types of things they say. And because you know the types of things they say, you're quick to understand them. I think likewise with the Lord, the more you know his word, the more you have experience of walking with God, being a person of prayer, a person of of worship and so forth, the voice of the Lord becomes uh, somewhat expected. It's like, yeah, God says these types of things a lot. And if it's totally different, you would recognize it instantly. No, that's not the Lord. You know, it's kind of like if, if, you're, if you've been married for very long, if you're married at all, uh, if you're married and have been married for very long, you know at least to some degree the types of things your spouse says. And if someone came just kind of random out of the blue and say, hey, your wife told me this, and it was something totally out of character, you would say, no, she didn't. I don't even, I don't even have had to have been there. To, to verify, I just know she does not say things like that. And I think we could know that about the Lord. There's some things he doesn't say. And some things that like, yeah, that sounds like him. That sounds a lot like what, what God say, has said already in here, what he has said to me before. And so I think we should know God's ways. Amen. I, I want to look over at a verse in uh, Luke. <clears throat> Luke chapter 13. Um, let's see, uh, Luke chapter 13. Okay. I got to read here in verse 10. Now he, Jesus was teaching, uh, in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. Okay, she's got some kind of spine problem. Uh, But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, 
you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. So pretty cool miracle. This woman, 18 years bent over with some kind of infirmity. Jesus says, you are loosed, woman. You are free from this. And then he put his hands on her, and whoop, she goes right up. She's straightened out. And, of course, uh, the people, some people didn't like that. Um, but the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus healed on the Sabbath and said to the crowd, there are six days in which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. And, and, and how many know uh, this is very hypocritical? Because they're not having healing meetings any days of the week. It's not like you could go to them on Tuesday <laughs> and say, hey, I need healed. They weren't getting the job done ever. And so if you ever find yourself being angry at healing, note your company. Okay, you're not on the side of the Lord Jesus. You're on the side of, of usually some kind of religious bondage. Uh, verse 15, the Lord answered him and said, hypocrite. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it, lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman being the daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years, be loosed uh, uh, from this bond on the Sabbath? And so Jesus, he said a lot, he said a lot there. Uh, but, but I want you to notice that phrase in 16. So ought not this woman basically be set free? In other words, let me, let me rephrase. This woman ought to be free. He tied it to being a daughter of Abraham, which has to do with covenant. Okay, God's covenant children. Because she's a daughter of Abraham, this covenant with God, she ought to be free. But notice the condition she's in before Jesus got to her. Not free. She ought to be free. But she's not free. Isn't that the case with many things in, in life? <clears throat> many things in this world? We've all experienced stuff that shouldn't have happened. We've all had bondages, whether it's disease or other afflictions, that shouldn't have happened. You know, uh, I, I know sometimes people have been taught uh, incorrectly. Um, and then they've, they've been taught that, well, if, if someone is that way, that's because it was God's plan or something like that. Absolutely not. This is just one of a thousand illustrations you could find in the Word. This woman was bent over, but the Lord didn't want her to be that way. God didn't want her to be in that condition. She shouldn't have been. Let me, let me say it the way I started. This was not God's ways. Her bent over condition, this spirit of infirmity on her, was not God's ways. It was, you could say, Satan's ways, because that's what Jesus drew attention to. He said, whom Satan has bound. So if someone's got a back problem, you're not going to call that a God problem. You're going to call that, a, a de- you know, at, at, at least a devil problem. It doesn't mean all back problems mean someone has a, a spirit there. But nevertheless, it's still not God's way, way, will or ways. It ought not be that way. And if that's true with a woman being the daughter of Abraham, well, what about us in the new covenant? Because mm. this is before Jesus died. So still living under the Old Testament law, there were, it was still uh, uh, promises and so forth. Uh, but we have a better covenant, better promises. And so if someone is in a condition like that or many other conditions, it ought not be that way. They ought to be loosed, whether it's the Sabbath day or any other day, they ought to be loosed. And so think about it. This is God's way. 
He's the giver of good gifts. It's the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? Satan wants to rip you off, make you hurt, take your money, and, 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 and ruin your, your relationships, and, 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 make, and blame it on God all in the middle of it so you'll be mad at God and run away from him. But those things are not God's ways. Those are Satan's ways. God's ways are people get straightened up. God's ways are people get helped. God's ways are uh, there's answers, there's light, there's revelation, there's understanding, there's peace, there's, there's victory. Amen. You guys want to jump in? I'll just, I'll just add that, um, you know, one, one thing you can see throughout Scripture is, is trying to determine kind of the will of God and how he thinks, how he does things. You know, the nine gifts of the Spirit, you know, not one of them causes problems for people. You know, I was going to say that exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. Yes. It's let me get you out of the situation. Let me give you foresight into what's coming. Let me help you with some sort of miracle, some sort of divine, uh, any of his divine interruptions you end up better off, not worse off. Yeah. There's gifts, like one of them, gifts of healings. Yeah. There's no gifts of sickness. <laughs> so what's your gift? You know, <laughs> I see you like to prophesy and you've got, you know, discerning of spirits. My gift is I make people sick. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord, <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be a bizarre gift? Then? <laughs> I mean, you'd probably be thrown in jail, but, uh, but you can see, I, I know sometimes it sounds funny, but people do blame stuff on God Mm -hmm. and there is no gift of handing out disease (laughs) amen well I'll jump in yes jump in on it as far as uh, one of the verses I was looking at earlier was 1 Corinthians 14 those in line with what we're saying here follow after love Uh and desire spiritual gifts uh, but rather that you may prophesy and it goes on talk about he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto man but unto God he that prophesies speaks unto man. So one thing, God wants us not only talking to ourselves, but talking unto others. But the point I want to get here, get to here is verse 3 says, But he that prophesies speaks unto men the edification, building up, exhortation, encouragement, and comfort. So it's sort of, again, sort of like, well, what do those spiritual gifts do? Well, they're going to edify. They're going to exhort. They're going to comfort. And that's, again, back to like the question last is it edifying? Is it exhorting? Is it comforting? It's not causing people to be bent over. Right. It's not causing disease, but it's causing. It's almost like God's on our side. Yeah, yeah almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost like He's not almost. our enemy. Yeah, you know, in in the same in the same book and chapter in verse uh, twenty five, this is this is a powerful scripture. Uh, but if we start in twenty four. Uh, in chapter 14, 1 Corinthians. But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or outsider enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed. And so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. And and as I sit as I sit there and, and look at that, that scripture, that verse, we're talking about the gift of word of knowledge. Because not a man can know another man's heart or his secrets of his past or present situation. And it brings conviction, not embarrassment, but it comes back to, I always think what is great about the gifts is it always glorifies God. 
The gifts always turn people's eyes towards God and, and go, wow, there's no way that you could have known that about me. God's real. And, and I know that from personal experiences when people have spoke over my life. I'm like, I've never told anybody that. How'd you know that? God. Right. Because he loves us. Mm-hmm. He's on our side. Yeah. And when Pastor Mickey was speaking, I already got something. It's a different kind of, uh, kind of word, but it just, there's, there's individuals who don't believe that they can get it. They don't believe that they can receive God's goodness. They don't believe that they can uh, have God speak to them. And they wouldn't say it's God's fault. They would say, but I'm just not capable. I'm just not sufficient in some way. There's something wrong with me. That's why I can't get this. Uh, And I want you to know that is a thought to be resisted. That is a belief to, to push aside and not accept. Because it doesn't matter. You say, well, I'm not blaming God. I mean, good for you. I'm glad because he's on your side. He's good all the time. And he's, he's for you and not against you. But there are, are, there are always two um, components to working with God, receiving his goodness, or being used by him. There is God's side. God's side. He's the giver. He's the provider. He's the one who helps. And there's our side in receiving. And it is necessary to believe that we can. And when I say that, it's not like I want to believe that I'm all that. I can do it by myself. No, I believe I can do it with his help. Mm-hmm. I believe I can do it. I can take his word personally yeah. and, uh, and understand it and believe it and receive it. And I can hear his voice. I can receive healing. Amen. Amen. In fact, let's, let's say this. This is a participation oh, service. Amen. All right. Yeah. And so lift up your digital voice. Thank you, Lord. Raise your digital hand. <laughs> uh, say, it, say it with me. Say, I know, I know that God is capable. That God is capable. He is able, he is able, able to get things to me. To get things to me. Direction. Direction. Healing. Healing. Power. Power. And I am able. And I am able. By His grace. By His grace. To receive. To receive. To hear from Him. To hear from Him. To receive healing. To receive healing. To receive power. To receive power. To receive His working. To receive His working. In my life. In my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Believe that now. Yes. Believe that as, as, as we go, that God is ever present and he's getting through to you and you are able mm. to hear, able to receive. A- say, God's strong enough, but I'm not. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. By his grace, you are strong enough. Mm-hmm. By his grace, you can believe and you can receive. Mm-hmm. But I have so many doubts. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Any of us can go down that path if we choose to, but we choose not to. We choose life. We choose God's best for our lives. Amen. Amen. I am a believer, not a doubter. (laughs) I am his child. Come on. It's not praising ourselves. It's all giving glory to him. Amen. 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 Yeah, you know, on that, on that, whoever's out there and and you have a a headache and it's running down the back of your neck, um, Put your hand on, on your head right there. Yeah. And uh, right now, just, just believe with me and say, say, I command that pain to be gone right now in Jesus' name and be healed. No more headache, no more neck pain, complete healness, freedom right there in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You just got healed. So, so let us know. Let us know. Text that in. 
you know, shame the devil. <laughs> Testify, man. <laughs> Testify. <laughs> Come on. Hallelujah. No, I was. I got that same word that you just had, but it was in the green room back when we were praying. And uh, it, the verse that, that it came with was Psalm 27, uh, verse 13. It says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Oh, and, and notice that it says, unless I believed, I would see the goodness of the Lord. So, it's, again, it's not talking about what you were talking about with, it's about me. But no, it is something about, I'm going to see His goodness. His, his working is going to work in me. What He said and what He promised, I can receive. And uh, a lot of people deal with, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of people who talk about getting healed. And they'll say, you know, it's re- I, for some reason I can get people healed pretty easily. But when it comes to me receiving, for some reason there's a disconnect. I don't understand why. And maybe, maybe there's someone out there that says that a lot. I would encourage you not to say that. Yeah. I'd encourage you to start changing your, your, your belief regarding that. Because that's where it really starts is your belief and what you're, what you're saying. And here's a scripture right here. I will believe that I will see the goodness of God and that his promises are just as relevant for me as they are anyone else. And a lot of times we have the ability to, to project uh, grace on others more than we can project it on ourselves. And we can have mercy. Oh, yeah, I knew, I, we know that your sins you know, they're, they're, they're not so big. They're, they can be forgiven. But, oh, do you know what I've done? Have you heard? And it's so hard to sometimes receive forgiveness for yourself. But uh, it's a huge deal to be able to say, you know what? I can do what God's called me to do. If, he's, if he has promised me something, then I can receive that based off of his goodness, not me qualifying for it. That's a good word. Yeah. Amen. 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 Let's look over at uh, uh, 1 Corinthians again then, and, and chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we, we've, we've started off talking about God's ways, and uh, these, these are His ways. Mm-hmm. His ways, especially, I mean, He's the same yesterday and for, today and forever. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, know, we know that is the case. In the new covenant, the ways of his working is very much tied to uh, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Okay, um, even the early uh, church, well, the disciples who first saw the Lord after his resurrection, he spoke to them. He even told them, you know, he said, "Go into all the world, preach the gospel, all that stuff." But he told, he made them wait. He didn't say, "All right, giddy up, let's get on out of here." He said, "I want you to wait in Jerusalem for the." The, the promise of the Father, mm-hmm. all right? In other words, he said, you guys need to be baptized in the Spirit first. You need to receive the Holy Spirit. It's not enough to believe just in Jesus or in his resurrection. And, and that, that ministry, you need to be empowered. And so from then on out, it was about these guys working with the Holy Spirit. And the, some of the gifts were mentioned earlier by Pastor Doug, meaning they're all beneficial and they're all helpful. That tells us some of God's character. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the gifts of the Spirit are something that we should all be aware of because it's how God works in us, through us, towards others. And I just wanted to read the first verse, at least, um, in 1 Corinthians 12. Paul writes here, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. 
Okay, and then he goes on to explain and list the gifts and talks about the body of Christ. But notice that language concerning spiritual gifts. Now, I'm reading the New King James Version. The, uh, the word gifts there is italicized, meaning it wasn't there in the original Greek. Uh, it's interesting when you read different translations. Apparently, what was written was something to the effect of now concerning spiritual things or now concerning spiritual matters, realities, uh, as opposed to gifts. Because if you read the rest of this, it's not just gifts he talks about. He, he, he speaks about a number of things. And so it's not just spiritual gifts that he doesn't want people to be ignorant of. He doesn't want people to be ignorant of spiritual things. And, and I think that's unfortunate. But uh, many in the, in the world today, many Christians in the body of Christ are somewhat um, ignorant of spiritual things. And they approach God uh, from a mental level. Um, and church is just about, you know, learning and, and, when, and learning is good, don't get me wrong, but learning too much on a mental level. And, and when they, they think some of the highest things to study and learn is apologetics, um, you know, just so you can have a good answer for everyone who doesn't believe in God, like the atheist objections and so forth. And, and listen, I value all that stuff. I'm, I'm actually interested in it myself and I've studied it. But, but there's something beyond just a mental argument to have with people. It's knowing spiritual things. There is something that can get through to someone that an argument can't. Even if you have the better argument. Because you can have the better argument and not change a person. Not change a life at all. But if you know the working of the Spirit. Man, our potential goes from zero to a hundred. Because God knows everything. And when He can give you a word. And all of a sudden it pierces right between spirit and soul. And touches that person in the, in the heart. The anointing in that moment will will do what we could never do. And so, praise God. What do you guys think about that, about spiritual things becoming uh, familiar with spiritual things? I think it's a necessity. I mean, I, I think it's something that's a, a lifeline, so to speak, with, with the Lord. But also, we are to, we are to interact with people. Yeah. And I sit back and think to myself, who am I to think that, I don't need the spiritual gifts if Jesus did. Yeah. Like, who, how arrogant am I? Like, if I just need to sit there and be like, no, I can, I can debate you with the word and I can prove you wrong because I'm, I'm extremely you know, intelligent. Jesus had to have yeah. the spiritual gifts. He had to have the, the spiritual insight and a connection to the Father constantly. And so if he needs them, I need them. I'm relying on them. And so that's kind of how I, how I view that. Yeah. yeah. Amen. I would, you know, just say, yeah, opinion, debate, opinion versus opinion. It's, no it's not going to get us anywhere, but that the gift of the Spirit cuts straight to the heart and brings life. Yeah. So we're like that verse of Scripture you read earlier where we cannot deny that God is among us. And it's like yeah. really softens our heart. And, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, didn't even think about, I didn't even think about that, Pastor Mickey, but like how many times probably, probably all of us that I, that I can think of, that we've been talking to a lost, a lost person that doesn't know Jesus mm-hmm. and Holy Spirit reveals something of their, of their life for yeah. you to share with them yeah. and for them to get healed. Not just to share. Yeah. The Holy Spirit never shares anything just to embarrass somebody yeah. or to share a secret. It's always to heal and set that person free. Yeah. And every time I can think of it, um, that the Holy Spirit has, has used me that way um, in ministering with, with people they've always sat back and went, 
he's real. Yeah. I mean, from the atheist, the agnostic, um, the hardest hearted person you could think of, Muslims even, mm-hmm. um, you know, all of a sudden you start sharing things with them that, the, that they've been talking to God about mm-hmm. or questioning, right? Can you think of an example? Uh, Is yeah. Anything in your, in your mind right yeah, now? Yeah, there's a, there was a gentleman down at the, at the golf course and, and he wanted to fight us because a, a friend of mine <laughs> almost hit him with a golf ball somehow. I mean, it was miraculous. It was God because the ball went behind him. I don't know how it happened, but the, the gentleman came over to cause some ruckus and uh, started talking to him and, and Holy Spirit started revealing some things about his past. Mm. And um, just the night before, an atheist, just the night before he was in his hot tub looking at the stars going, if you're even real, oh, man. show me. Uh-huh. And so I asked if I could put my hands on him and start praying for him. And there was this grown man who was angry, ends up crying, uh-huh. bawling on the golf course on the driving range. And, uh, and I told him I wasn't going to try to get him saved or anything like that. I was just pray for him. Yeah. And so then I invited him to church. Pastor Mark gave the altar call and he got saved and he's still saved today. Wow. He's in the church. And, wow. and so wow. those are the things that that could have never happened if it wasn't for a spiritual gift, if it wasn't for understanding and, and hearing and being led by Holy spirit for another person. Not to make light of that, but I think it's interesting how God used your errant golf shot to get someone. I will, to I will rephrase. It wasn't my errant okay. golf shot. <laughs> it was a, a name left unknown, Taylor Crandall. <laughs> he was mightily used by God. If he wouldn't have hit that shot, this kid wouldn't have got saved. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very interesting, though, that uh, how God revealed something to you mm. kind of in the moment, yeah. unexpected. You weren't yeah. even praying at the time. Nope. And I know we all have different experiences. Yeah. Some of mine are interesting because there's times when I'm seeking the Lord and I get something. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times it's for ch- in church services. Um, there are times when I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of a sudden, and it sounds like, I know that happens with you a good bit, but... Um, there have been different times. There have been different times we've had guest speakers here, um, and not once. I mean, a, a number of times. And when I have a, when we have a guest speaker in, here's my thought: they're here to minister to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, to, to our people. It is not my my thought or my desire in that situation to try to get anything for them. Mm-hmm. But I've had multiple times where God gives me a word for our, and it's not in the service. It happens behind the scenes. Mm. And usually people don't know about this. But I almost think, I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Just all of a sudden, there, there, there the Lord's given me something to give to, to a person. Awesome. But I think some mm-hmm. of it has to do with being conscious of spiritual things. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, think it's that, I think it's that expectation. Um, you, you teach on it quite a bit. Um, Pastor Wade teaches on it quite a bit. But it's one of those things that, um, you know, being aware and thanking God that, I, that you hear him. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God, that I hear you. Thank you, God, that I'm led by you. Mm-hmm. And, and having that excitement and that expectation of, Lord, what are we going to do today? Whose life are we going to go change today? Mm-hmm. I mean, getting, you know, I, I often do that while I'm in the shower. It's like, Lord, what do we got today? Mm-hmm. Whose life are we going to change? Will you please make it as plain as day when I see him? Mm-hmm. Right when I see him, we make it plain as day what we're supposed to share with him and how we're supposed to let him know that you love him. And so I think it's, are you, are you making yourself available? 
Are you making yourself available to change somebody's life and to glorify God? Something that happened with, with me, here's another, another way I've seen God work through me, is um, not just recently, uh, I have it on my heart to call someone. Mm-hmm. Okay, someone I knew, but not someone I talk to often. And I'm thinking, uh, I should probably just follow that. <laughs> you know, I should, sometimes you're not, you're thinking, well, why? Why? What's the, what's the reason? I thought, well, I'm not going to be concerned. I'm just going to call and say hi. <laughs> See what's going on. And in the middle of it, we're talking. We're just talking. It didn't happen right away, but we're just talking. And the Spirit of the Lord moved on me. And just like that, I have a word for this person about their life and their situation. And I just thank you, Jesus, for helping that person. And I didn't, you know, but I I just think it's interesting how it's tied to an initial prompting. In other words, the Lord didn't say to me, call so-and-so, deliver this message to them. That would have been preferable. (laughs) Much easier. (laughs) But it was just call them, call them, call them. And, And I don't mean it was a voice to me. It's just, you know, how you know sometimes, mm-hmm. just kind of mm, in there. I just know I'm supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. And you can push it aside if you want. Mm-hmm. You can say, ah, that's nothing. Turn on the TV or turn off the volume yeah. <laughs> so you can't hear God. <laughs> <laughs> but you take that step, and then what happens? I wonder how many times we could have been used of God or someone could have been healed, helped, blessed in some way, and God was trying to get something over to them, but we didn't take that initial step, and so we didn't get to the next part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, taking that initial step, I remember when, when Holy Spirit was first leading me and guiding me in this, in, in this gift, um, there was nothing like booming about what he was telling me or anything like that. It was initially just like, I'll never forget, it was one, one specific person in, in, in a restaurant. And I was intimidated by this person and, you know, thinking this could go bad really quick. Um, and he goes, just go let him know that I love him. And I'm like, he's going to let me know to punch me. And uh, so I walk over to him and, you know, he's, he's, he looks pretty intimidating. And uh, I go over to him and he has his wife and a newborn baby. And I said, hey, man, this might seem crazy to you, sir. Don't mean to interrupt your lunch, but God loves you. And all of a sudden, boom, the next line comes that the Holy Spirit reveals that he's going to be an awesome dad. And that he's going to be a great dad to a daughter. And I'm sitting there going, I hope this is a daughter. And, uh, and so I share that. And then his wife just breaks down and starts bawling at the wow. table. And he looks at me and his eyes filled up with tears. He wow. didn't tear. He didn't cry. But they filled up with tears. And he just looked at me and goes, man, you don't know how much that means to me right now. And then he explained wow. his story. Wow. But initially it was, just go let him know I love him. Yeah. And it was like, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so it was nothing booming. It wasn't like, hey, you're supposed to change the world with this. No, it was just a simple message. Are you willing to do that? So when he leads you with something, are you willing to just do the simple thing? Yeah. And so, because it often won't grow from that if you're not willing to do the simple thing. Amen. You know, uh, I want to remind everyone that we'll probably get to a point where we'll uh, answer some questions. I know some have already come in and we'll, we'll take a look at those. And I did see a testimony already that someone was healed in their neck. Yes. And so praise God for that. Exactly. And we love to hear the testimonies too as, as God is working in your life tonight. Um, and uh, by the way, some, I know sometimes some of my pastor and minister friends will tune in and watch this kind of stuff. You guys have my personal phone number. 
and I have my phone right here. If the Lord gives gives you something for this uh, for this uh, meeting right here. Uh, you go ahead and call me, and I'll 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 put it on live. <laughs> Don't just call to say hi, though. <laughs> but I know some of you guys hear from God seriously, yeah. and uh, <laughs> say, can, well, is that even right to do that? Absolutely. <laughs> When you're the dad, you get to do whatever you want. You getting a call from Arizona? <laughs> Pastor Dave. <laughs> so, one uh, uh, of you guys, Pastor Mickey or Doug, do you have any illustrations or ways that God has used you in, in regards to gifts? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, while you were telling that story, it reminded me of, um, this, this was back before I was actually in, in ministry, and I like, to, I like to use stories before I was in ministry because it's seems like can can be more relatable to people but uh but yeah i was i was at a working at an office and this guy who i worked with came in and he was having some back pain and i was just i just was like well you know saying boldly the lord can heal you of that and i had been i had been kind of working on this guy i had gotten him in my crosshairs as far as praying for him and like i'm believing he's gonna get saved and uh and so i'm i'm he says that and i just say it boldly hey you're gonna get God can totally heal you of that right now, and and uh, he's like he just looks at me funny, and uh, and so um, and then I just got a word as far as uh, one one of his legs is longer than the other, and it's just like I don't know how I knew it, but all of a sudden there was this word, and uh, and and so I said, have you ever have you ever checked to see if your legs were different lengths? And he goes, no. <laughs> Know who does that? Yeah, who does that? <laughs> <laughs> Is that really a thing? But uh, so he sits down. We 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 look, and one of his legs is about about an inch longer than the other. And uh, and then I said, do you, do you see that? And he goes, Oh yeah. And he goes, That probably happened when I was a teenager. I got into a car accident oh, wow. and got a severe injury to his shin, I guess, and probably hindered the growth of his leg. And uh, and so he, I think he came in riding on a riding his bike. He was riding his bike a lot, and, uh, and every time he'd ride his bike, he'd get back pain. And so, and so I said, well, so, so you know, me, me saying, the Lord's going to heal you that. I'm like, well, looks like the Lord's going to grow your leg out. And he's like, even more like, yeah, right, all right, whatever. <laughs> so I said, okay, sit down. And I just put his, I remember putting his feet in my hands and saying, in Jesus' name, leg grow out to the equal of the other leg. And, and uh, as soon as I say that, Nothing happens, and I and I just start thanking the Lord. Lord, thank you that you do what you say, and thank you, Lord, that He is healed. All of a sudden, as I'm closing my eyes, I feel it just move inside of my inside my hand, and He starts freaking out. And he starts jumping up, and what just happened? I felt my leg grow, and and which is probably a weird feeling. I could I would imagine yeah. your own limb growing, <laughs> and uh, it was probably two weeks after that he ends up getting saved right there in the office. Oh, cool. And it was just God had showed himself real. He came from a very religious background. So, you know, I was giving him... Most, I think most people don't have a whole lot of hang-ups when you're, when you're showing them the true re- revelation of who God is and his love and what Jesus did for them. But when they come from this really religious and they're of a different religion, um, there can be a lot of strongholds, I think. And so it just took God really getting through a lot of his questions and... And the, the, the thing that answered the questions was the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. Him, him saying, okay, only God would have, could have done this. It couldn't have been man. 
And, and so he's saved today. He's on his way to heaven. And, Praise God. And that's it was awesome. a gift of the Spirit that got us there. That's, yep. the, be- that's the best result, isn't it? Absolutely. Yep. But you can see how, how different gifts will work together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. gift of... Very often revelation knowledge. gifts. You know, there are gifts that say something. There are gifts that do something. There are gifts that reveal. Okay, many times you'll find that the Spirit of the Lord will give you m- multiple gifts together. Mm-hmm. And it's say. Sometimes we analyze them too much. Well, which, which gift was this? And, and you can do that, but ultimately it comes down to what is the Lord leading you to do? Yeah. And so there, you know, seems like a revelation gift of a word of knowledge and a power gift of gifts of healings. Yep. Yep. So, amen. 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 I, I recall uh, <clears throat> one of the stories that blesses my heart, Brother Cliff, Christy Graham, they've shared this with me numerous times through the years and, and talk about how meaningful it was to them. And that was when uh, we were at a youth camp, probably 96, something oh, yeah. like that in California. And uh, because I was in the church I was in, I, the pastor was the regional director, so I was responsible for organizing the camp. So that night, I'm the one with the mic, and I just ha- kept having a prompting in my heart, uh, sort of like you're saying, with your, the guy in the restaurant, not super strong, just real subtle, and it was like receive an offering for Cliff and Christy, you know, and that might seem simple, but like, it just, it was, it ended up being the right thing. They had been married for just, I don't know, six months or less, and if anybody knows uh, Brother Cliff, he's, he's a, a crazy anointed man of God, and, uh, and him and Christy were, you know, learning one another, and they were just at a real tight spot financially, and given all they had, and anyway, we ended up uh, receiving that offering. They received, I don't know, twelve, fifteen hundred dollars for a youth offering. That was a lot of money, wow. and it just it, from from that day, which is probably twenty five plus years ago, is just seems really meaningful to them. Mm-hmm. And so that's one that that stands out. Also, I'd quickly say, um, you know, another way that the Lord uses or, or does things with me is through songs, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and, and, and I think of which you, is prophecy. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is prophecy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that, um, I say that we can all prophesy, we can all flow in a word of knowledge. And yet there's also areas that we're gifted in. And so it just comes super easy, right? It's a gift. There mm-hmm. is no effort. And so sometimes I know I've been, been in the clinic all day long, been working with problems and it's five thirty, six o'clock and I'm driving, turning the corner at Eagle and Overland and out of nowhere, I'm not looking for it. It's just like, boop, there's a tune, there's a phrase. And then you get here an hour and a half later, it's like, okay, it fits right now. Give it. And there's unction on it. It's like, whoo, praise yeah. the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So Amen. One, one of the ways I've seen things happen at times, I've, I, I kind of mentioned Sometimes there's a prompting and that leads to something else. I've noticed that the Lord has given me uh, things, meaning spiritual gifts manifest at times in conversation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think of it only being like in a church service because that's what's public and that's what's seen. But I've had times where, you know, this is kind of a service, but in a conversation, but at times where I'm just sitting in a room with people or in a living room. And while talking about the things of God, doesn't usually happen while watching a football game (laughs) or, you know, just doing something natural. Um, But while talking about the things of the Lord, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, all of a sudden, there it is. And sometimes it's it's just kind of funny. It's like, (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. All of a sudden, God's speaking. All of a sudden, God's moving just because we're mindful of him. 
Yeah. You know, when, when Pastor Hagen was here, what, several, three years ago, four years ago, um, we were at a house having, having lunch, mm-hmm. and I was talking to um, Mrs. Hagen, and we were just in the kitchen talking, just blessed to, man, that, she's amazing. And so I was just in awe of the knowledge she was, she was sharing with me. And one of the team members that they brought from the worship team walked by me, and immediately, like what Pastor Mark's talking about, I'm having a separate conversation. I'm not thinking. I'm not praying about this, this young, young woman or anything like that. She walks by me. It was just automatic. I was like, she's going to be an amazing mom. Oh, my gosh. She's going to be an amazing mom. And I didn't hear what, <laughs> what Mrs. Hagen was talking about for a couple seconds because I was like, do I go tell her now or, or wait? Anyways, I, I waited and, until after the service that night, and uh, I shared it with, with Whitley, and, and then she shared it with her because she, she left immediately. This, this young lady left immediately, but they'd been, been praying and, and seeking to have a baby. Oh, wow. And so it's just the Lord sharing with her, it's going to happen. Mm. It's going to happen, and you're going to be an amazing mommy when it does. And so, um, yeah, you don't have to be. Has it happened yet? I haven't asked Whitley. I should, I should probably, Whitley, if you're asking, you know, text me. If you're watching. Yeah, yeah if you're watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, you know, don't, I, I think of it like this when people ask me certain questions about this is don't think that you have to be in prayer 50 hours, you know, or 10 hours a day or, you know, anything like that. Because if, if it has to do with that, you're making it about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is about the Lord and, and his gifting and, and as the Holy Spirit wills. Um, so how do you find the balance there between a prayer life and the gifts of the spirit? Are they connected in any way? I think, I think they're connected. Yeah. I mean, if, if you and I haven't talked for say a year and you called me out of the blue, I might not recognize your voice. And so I would kind of be sitting back going, okay, man, I don't really know who this guy is. Who is this? And then you'd say your name and like, oh, oh yeah, I remember having good times with you. And so <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think they're definitely tied together. And I think your prayer life, as your prayer life gets um, more intimate and um, more of a part of your life with the Lord, I think the gifts start flowing much easier because yeah. I think you're in tune. I, I, I hear analogies like that. The radio station, it, right. there's right. no static. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pastor Mickey, talk a bit about, I know you, you talked about flowing in prophecy yeah. in song. Yeah. How, how, would you, how, how, do you, how would you initiate that? What would be on your part of the, not just driving down the road and all of a sudden it comes, but what do you do to flow in that? Well, what I would, well, that's what I do at home. <laughs> okay. I get on the keyboard. I uh, sometimes I'll get my iPad. I'll pull up a song from CCLI, has all the chords. And other times, what I like the most, just getting on the keyboard and just open it up my mouth and start singing whatever comes out. And then, if nothing's really come out, I start singing in other tongues. And you know, so that's exercise and that's developing that uh, flow. It's becoming accustomed to that. And uh, yeah. so you can kind of put yourself out there. Yeah. And say, Lord, I'm available. I'm, yeah. I want to be used of you and, yeah. and discover what graces are on my life. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I would say this, and there's, uh, uh, as with all of us and whatever we're walking in, there, there, there comes a, a confidence in God. Right. Uh, and, you, and you're just more apt to just flow out of what's in here, uh, whether you have anything up here or not. And, you're, and so you're more apt to step out. And guess what? When you step out, God can do what he wants to do. You can't walk on water sitting in the boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
what's yeah. the old saying, a moving a parked car or whatever, right? right. Yes. Steer a parked car with yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, I don't even know if this fits exactly, but I just I, I keep thinking about it. I know I was blessed when Pastor Wade shared the offering this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. He made the point of how they were uh, in the upper room and suddenly. But he also made the point that I don't think he said this specifically, but it's like the suddenly came what, on day 50. So I, know, so I know we're talking about how do you balance there, there you things, go, right but there. like I was just blessed by this. Like, yeah, the suddenlies will come. Mm-hmm. They will be there. Maybe day 42, maybe day 49, but just stay ready, you know, stay yeah. expecting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. I think there's a, you know, there's... There's something about having putting a draw on the spirit where you're expecting mm-hmm. something. I think there's there's kind of a fine line between trying to conjure something up in yeah. your own will oh, yeah. and in your own way. Oh, yeah. uh, but when you when you put a draw on the spirit, you're really looking to the Lord. You're saying, "Okay, God, I'm I'm going to lean on you to give me something. I'm going to lean on you." And if if there's nothing there, there's nothing there. But yeah. I can tell you a lot of times. When I when I go and try to press in and try to say, okay, what you know, if 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 I'm not getting anything, which definitely things come as He wills, where it's just like out of left field, all of a sudden there's yeah. a word or or there's a prompting. Uh, but when there's something that I I need, you can go put a draw on the Lord and say, God, I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just put my my trust in you. I'm gonna expect this of you, and uh, and then to have that expectation based off of faith, meaning it's. It's something I'm confident in. You you mentioned confidence, mm-hmm. and just coming from the confidence that you have mm-hmm. uh, of of ministering from what's inside of you, I think that you can just put a a, a draw on God, and no, knowing that you're going to get what you're what you're seeking. Yeah. You know, Jesus said, "If you seek, you'll find. If you knock, the door is going to be open to you." And right. so when you start seeking him and saying, Lord, I'm looking to you for answers. I'm looking, looking to you for, for a word, for, for something regarding the situation. I don't think it's the Lord trying to hold back most of the time. I think, I think the thing that holds us back is our maybe lack of confidence in receiving from him. Yeah. Yeah. So. And lack of expectation. That's another right. way to say it. Right. Not really expecting anything to happen. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we prayed and we just kind of prayed and didn't really mm-hmm. expect anything to happen? Throw up a prayer. <laughs> Hail I Mary. Say, I would say this quickly, and that is, um, I remember hearing Keith Morris here this years ago about just just pay attention. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to what's going on in the service. And I know as a musician or someone that sings, that is so key, and that's why mm-hmm. I like to share this with others. We're like, if you guys are ministering, I'm paying attention, not just here, but in my spirit. Mm-hmm. At what point does something, oh, there's something on that. Mm-hmm. You know, specifically, it's like you're just paying attention to that. That's where the unction is, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not necessarily always trying to get a slop over. Like I'm not even seeking God. Whatever <laughs> slopping over, over from you to right. me. It's like I'm riding on the coattails of everyone else who prayed. <laughs> riding your coattails. You know? But at the same time, there is a principle of that to where like the unction is there, and it's like I'm hooking into that, and it's like. Oh wow! There's a song. How'd you get that? How'd you get that? I paid attention. Yeah, that's it. Right. You know, in a sense. And then you had the confidence develop to where I don't even know how it works. I just know that I'm confident that it will, mm-hmm. and, and I'm following that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, I know some questions have come in, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll uh, address 
uh, some of them. Uh, and by the way, while, you're, while we're talking about this, you kind of see the general flow about the ways of God, the moving of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, anything in that realm, if you have questions, uh, don't hesitate to send them in. Uh, I guess if we get 100, we probably can't answer all of them, but uh, uh, many times people have similar questions uh, as others do. Um, so this person uh, asked, uh, why do you think Jesus didn't teach his disciples about the gifts of the Holy Spirit since he operated in them? Pastor Doug, go. <laughs> my, yeah. my, first, my first knee-jerk response to that, to that would be, well, I remember he said to his disciples before he ascended, I have many things to say to you mm-hmm. that, that you know, you're not ready for, basically. Mm-hmm. And so you know, spiritually th- spiritual things uh, must be understood spiritually. At the time, I mean, you just mentioned that they had to wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They needed the Spirit, the infilling of the Spirit, to be able to discern, to be able to understand, to gain the revelation of the gifts of the Spirit, how to operate in them. You don't really need to know how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit if you're not filled with the Spirit. I mean, if, if, you're, not, if you're not able to, to do that, they weren't able to do it at the time. And so, uh, so th- I really think that you know Jesus was wanting to. He had a desire to teach the disciples and a desire to show them, but he said, you're not ready yet. You know, yeah. One of them being uh, not ready because they weren't spiritually ready, and then they just didn't have enough pieces of the puzzle to be able to see it once he did explain it. Yeah. I would add this. They did operate in power gifts. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. healings, miracles, deliverance, that kind of stuff did work through the disciples. And Jesus is flowing in all of them. Right. So I think from, from one standpoint, they, they learned a ton by watching. Yeah. We don't know, and, and we don't know everything Jesus told them. And, um, but it, you think about it, we don't, as far as the listing of the nine gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, if Paul hadn't written that letter, at that, we have that one section, we wouldn't be able to really identify all the gifts in a proper order. Right. And so you can be used in gifts of the Spirit without being putting a label on it or fully understanding them. The Corinthians did. Yep. They were flowing in all this stuff before they got the explanation. Wow, right. 100%. So, so true. Yep. But I think the main point is it's, our goal is not to be ignorant. Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we should be understanding of spiritual things. And Amen. So good. I like your answer, too. Amen. Yeah, yeah I, and I think it's fun when you, when you read the Word and you see that Jesus is walking in these gifts mm-hmm. and he's speaking to them. All of a sudden, reading the Word becomes a lot more exciting when, you know, he was sitting down and um, breaking the bread with the disciples and he's, he's telling them a word of wisdom, something about the future, that one of them is about to get, get ready to betray him. Mm-hmm. And he knew who it was. Yeah. He was sharing a word of wisdom about the future of of. The betrayer. Right. And so as, as you start learning what the gifts are, and thank God we do know what the gifts are. Um, but yeah, I bet, I bet there's a lot more people that flow in the gifts that don't even know they have them. I know people. I mean, I was one of them. <laughs> We've talked about that. But I, I, know, I know other people that, in fact, family members. And I'm like, word of knowledge. Mm-hmm. They, have, they walk in a word of knowledge gift that's amazing, but they just don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Tell, you want to tell briefly your story? Go ahead. <laughs> no, of, of how God used you before you really knew what it was, what was happening. Yeah. So, um, I, I walked in word of knowledge. I didn't know what a word of knowledge was. Um, but I walked in it quite often having no clue what it was. And, and one example of that as a police officer, 
Is that the story? Yeah, yeah. as a police officer, um, I was sitting car to car talking with a good buddy of mine, and this, this car rolled by, and, and they broke a, a traffic law that they needed some attention. <laughs> and, um, and so I go make the stop. He stayed at the, at the corner where he was at. And so I go make this stop, and as I'm getting out of the car, and I'm about the, I'm about the front tire of my driver's side vehicle, everything in me, I mean, the hair stood up on me. It was like, there's a gun in the car. Mm. And I stood back. I called for a, a, a code two, and uh, I had every, everybody do police safety stuff. Uh, sorry, I'm speaking cop stuff. Um, I asked for another officer to come on scene with me and uh, help with the traffic stop because the car had about uh, six people in it. And so I had everybody put their hands on the, on the roof of the car, and the passengers by the windows out, put their hands out of the car. Long story short, gun in the back seat right behind the girl, uh, and they were all gangsters. And uh, I didn't know that was a word of knowledge until... I learned yeah. until I learned from it. And I was sharing that story with Pastor Mark one time. And I was like, well, that was a word of knowledge. Lord was using me and he saved my life. That gift saved, yeah. potentially saved my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, here's another question. Uh, do the gifts of the spirit work together with the fruits of the spirit or the fruit of the spirit? Um, <laughs> You might be surprised, whoever asked that question, you might be surprised at my answer. Are you ready for it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, now, ideally, yes. I mean, that's the best route if we have the fruit and the gifts. Um, and here's why I say that. Uh, the gifts of the Spirit will work in people who are immature. Yeah. They are not, they don't, they're not cut off just because someone... Uh, gets in the flesh at some point. Uh, say, can you prove that in Scripture? Uh, easy, multiple places. One of them is the book we've been reading, um, and that is the Corinthian church. You read it, the first part of the book, um, the first book of to the Corinthians, it says they came behind in no gift. And you read in chapter 3 how they were carnal as the day is long. They were spiritual babies. So they were very immature, a lot of ungodliness, carnality, sin even happening in their church. And yet they had the gifts of the Spirit flowing through them. And so uh, I want to give that to you, not as a license, almost like, hey, yeah, do whatever you want. God will still use you. That's a wrong heart, obviously, mm-hmm. to think that way. But from a positive standpoint, realize God can use you even if you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have your act totally together, God will still use you. And, uh, and so Samson in the Old Testament was an example of someone who God used mightily and, and he was not living a godly life there mm-hmm. and, uh, and God's, the anointing still came on him and used him. So, um, perfect scenario, lots of fruit, lots of power, yeah. but, uh, yes. these things aren't necessarily, um, dependent on one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you, you know, there's stories of men of God, even in our time, used mightily, gifts of the Spirit flowing, and then mm-hmm. some sort of scandal comes out or embezzlement or something happens. And it's like, how, does, that, yeah. does that mean that all those things that he was doing is, you know, weren't or, real, or, weren't real or, or, you know, was God, you know, why, why would God do that through that guy who, who he, you know, God must have known this was coming? And I just, I just think, well, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Right. So they're going to work. They're going to work in those people as they as they are yield to the Lord in those areas. 
And you can really compartmentalize your life if you want to. And, oh, this is my, this is, I, I can do this. And then over here, I'm going to do this. And I'm not even going to associate God in that area. And I think that happens all the time. Yeah. I yeah. think people preach the word. Someone believes it. That'll work. Yep. yep. Yeah, I, I, I think that sometimes that's a struggle that, that people have too. Pastor Doug, you hit on, is if you're waiting to be perfect to be used, yeah. good luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like who would be who would be being used? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when should you start? Today. Today. Yeah. Now. Absolutely. Now get filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, if you're now. and if you're saved, yeah, God will start using you. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a now thing. A lot of times you can get so distracted with doing the righteousness and doing God's, you know, seeing the gifts of the Spirit flow and seeing people get saved that. You'll forget to sin. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll live. More it, it would be a part of growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, totally. Yeah, but if we all wait till we're perfect, yeah. good luck. I would echo part of what you said. Also, that um, yeah, the Corinthians were a good example. That yes, that happens, and and it's we're reminded to where yeah, between First Corinthians twelve. 1 Corinthians 14, there's 1 Corinthians 13, right? right? Mm-hmm. Which is, okay, God's desire mm-hmm. is that we walk in love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that those, we desire spiritual gifts and, and do so in love. Otherwise, there is the temptation just because of being ignorant and mm-hmm. not smart where, yeah, a person can be puffed up in pride mm-hmm. um, being used of God. But that's where the, the love chapter's in there to try to help keep us right. grounded, centered, so that our works are profitable. Yeah. What's the verse he's talking about? Like you give your body to be burned. And right. So what? Or you if you don't have love, to the poor claim yeah. symbol. Yeah. Claim yeah. So what? Yeah. First Corinthians 13. 13. Yeah. yeah. Right. Good point. Okay. Uh, are the keys to the kingdom referenced in Matthew sixteen nineteen referring to spiritual gifts? Okay. Uh, I would say uh, no, that it's not referring to spiritual gifts. Uh, you understand in, in a broad sense, everything God gives is spiritual mm-hmm. and a gift. But in the sense of the nine gifts, no. Um, I would say uh, keys to the kingdom are more about authority in Christ and using his name and, and, and that type of stuff. Yeah. Amen. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, another person riding in with a testimony got their their back pain healed. Awesome! Look at that, and we wow. didn't even pray about that in the presence of the Lord. Wow. Yeah. That's the, these things should be expected. That's right, because right. God is working, and He does things. Sometimes we are seeking after, we're asking for directly. Sometimes being in the right atmosphere, mm-hmm. you just kind of get stuff off on you. Yeah. Amen. Uh, are, here's another question, um, and appreciate everyone writing in these questions. Are the spiritual gifts for all believers? Um, I would say yes, mm-hmm. they are. Doesn't mean everyone will be used in all of them all the time. Mm-hmm. Most people will, as they follow the Lord, they'll recognize some things they're stronger in and that God uses them more frequently in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the potential is there for anyone to be used at any time in any gift. So definitely not limited to just a select group of people like pastors or evangelists or something. Mm-hmm. Can you can you share that? You, you shared a story with me one time. Um, uh, you were with a pastor friend, and this pastor friend walks in in one of, the, one of the gifts. I can't remember what it is. 
but you ended up getting a word and you were kind of kind of surprised it wasn't him you remember that story i am not recalling the story you're speaking of darn that's a good one talking about the that you don't t- the story was that that you don't typically walk in this gifting but your pastor friend walks oh, in it yes i remember a story now yeah uh in fact if it's the one i'm you're thinking of <laughs> and maybe this illustrates association mm. Mm. that's good yeah. um And it is something I planned on saying at some point, but thanks for the illustration tip. Uh, Meaning, if you want to be used of God, hang around people who are. 100%. Get close to people who are seeking after Him and flowing in the Spirit and people who are are used of God. And obviously, at church is one of the great places to do that, especially unless you don't go to a church that has gifts of the Spirit, which you can come here. Yeah. Um, but the more you hang around that, the more apt you're to think about it, you're to pay attention, you're going to learn, and you're going to flow. But uh, anyway, one time we were having a service, uh, and our guest minister who moved in word of knowledge, word of wisdom, very strongly, basically a prophet's ministry, and very specific and very detailed, uh, and he had been flowing and moving and doing this stuff in the in in the in in the service and as i'm as the service is closing down i'm sitting there thinking oh what is this I, basically i'm getting very specific mm-hmm. a very specific word of knowledge not just hey someone here has a this but very specific and i know who it's for and it's for it's for the guest minister and this wasn't one of them I was thinking of earlier. This is in the service. And I'm thinking, no way am I doing that. <laughs> Meaning That's the, encouraging. The, the level at which this person was uh, functioning was at a higher level than I had been used in that area. And so anyway, he turns the service back over to me to close down and I'm going to receive an offering and so forth. And, uh, and he's down there sitting next to, on the front, sitting next to my wife. And he says to her, unbeknownst to me, I, I, something to the effect, I wish, wish he would just give me that word. <laughs> so uh, not only did, um, <laughs> did I have something very specific, he knew that I had it. He didn't know what it was. He knew that I had it. And I'm up there praying and doing the offering and I'm praying over the offering. I'm thinking this is a real good flow. <laughs> and I ended the service. And then he said something to me. I'm like, and I'll say, I said, oh, well, well, I'll just tell you, I obviously missed it. Here's what it is. And in my mind, it's so specific that you're either, you know, you've totally missed God in this or you're right. And I said, it's this and this and this and this. And he said, oh, yeah. (laughs) He said, and he told me about his wife and something that happened and, and, uh, and it was totally right. But is that the story you're thinking of? Okay. So anyway, I just found it interesting. And I've had that happen more than once where it seems like I'm close to someone or in a service with someone who God really uses them to a greater degree in certain areas. It's like in the moment I step up and I start functioning in a, in a, on a higher level. And uh, anyway, something about associations. <laughs> Praise God. All right. Uh, do you need to be baptized in the Spirit to walk in the gifts of the Spirit? 
I would Pastor say, I would go back to your illustration earlier of the disciples who were not baptized right. in the Spirit, but they were used in the power gifts of the Spirit and working of miracles, raising the dead, casting out devils mm-hmm. through the authority, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's definitely going to, yeah. I would expound on that of the benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right. And, and as it would correlate to walking in that, yes. But as far as an absolute black and white sense, from that illustration. Yeah. So, like it's a possibility. I mean... In my experience, it seems more rare for people who haven't received the baptism in the Spirit to be, obviously, they're not going to be used in diverse tongues. Um, So, typically, I I like to, even though I say anything's possible and God can speak to anyone and and work, but usually before someone's baptized in the Spirit, they're usually not even thinking that way. They're not even open to that. So... I would also emphasize with yeah we're constantly, well, what in Ephesians, Corinthians, we're talking about be, being filled with the Spirit. I mean, so there is a exhortation to constantly be filled. Yeah, there's going to be a reason for that. Yeah, you you know, um, I'm getting reminded and moved on right now, but um, you know, it, you're a pastor out there, you're watching. Uh, maybe maybe you're you're one of Pastor Mark's friends, or maybe you're a pastor just stopping by because. There's not a Wednesday night service somewhere else online, but uh, this is for you, man. Um, really want to encourage you. Don't get down about these times that that you're in, that we're in, but your church is in, where it seems like maybe um, you're worrying about how the church door is going to stay open. The church doors are going to stay open. Uh, um, look, man, when, when in Acts chapter eight, when they when when Saul was doing what he was doing, the the gospel scattered and it grew. The gospel grew and the gospel is going to grow in you and it's going to grow in your church. Um, have have confidence and trust in the Lord. He has called you. He has a mandate for your life. You're going to grow from this situation and the gospel is going to go further than you ever thought. I hope that helps you out, man. So. Yeah. And I believe that we will see, and I, I say this, I don't, I'm not speaking out of here, but out of here, we will see an increase in these gifts, even in what are sometimes called prophetic gifts. People will know things, people will see into the spirit in these days more than they have in the past and in the body of Christ at large, more and more people will have uh, spiritual revelation of things present and things to come and so seek after the lord and 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 do spend time with him and and don't be surprised when maybe you won't realize it at first even like pastor bill did years ago Mm -hmm. when god was giving him stuff and he didn't recognize that it was that or that it was gifts of the spirit but uh you'll know things pay attention Mm -hmm. follow those promptings follow even at times just follow compassion and love towards mm-hmm. other people and watch God show up in the midst of it because yeah. he wants to do good things these are his ways these are the mm-hmm. ways of God it is making the crooked spine straight mm-hmm. it is taking what has been Hallelujah. thrown away and yeah. making it making that person something special yeah useful valuable in his kingdom and uh I tell you, he's working this way. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And be, I can't, man, as Pastor Mark, as you were going there, keep rising up in me. Be bold. Pastor, man, it's so hard for me to believe that. 
but, but be bold, man. He has called you. He has called you to be bold. Step, I, I say it like this. Step off the cliff sometimes. When, when you receive a word for healing for, for somebody in your congregation, step off the cliff. He's there to catch you. And I know you know this. You know it probably better than I do. But, but there's, there's a new boldness coming in. Man, he's getting stirred all up in you. But there's a new boldness coming in on you. When you come back together, when church comes back together, whatever state you're from, be bold and watch healing start manifesting ooh, more, than you, more, than, more than you've experienced. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm about to preach. <laughs> you know, fine. Go ahead. Uh, I, I know when I, I was in ministry for a few years, or I don't remember exactly, but before I started having, having words of knowledge and so forth, it's interesting to me that when I started um, being used of God in that way was when I was bold. Mm. It was when I started getting up and saying, you know, God's going to work today. Mm-hmm. He's going to move in this service. Bodies are going to be healed. People are going to be set free. Yeah. And I would say that without any revelation or, or direction to do that. Just saying, I believe this. Yeah, I amen. believe this is true Come right on. here, right now. And God is going to work in your life. And when I started doing that, and I don't take it like some kind of formula. I'm just saying it was coming from the inside of me. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. And in the middle of that, all of a sudden, I'd start knowing. And this, and this situation, and this is happening right now. And uh, it's always been interesting to me how it was connected. My entrance into those gifts were connected to boldness. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we heard Pastor Doug's testimony of the healing of his coworker. Right. And it was boldness. Yep. Right? That's what started it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, a couple more questions. Um, uh, let's see. What's the difference between gifts of healing and healing the sick without a spiritual gift? Want to answer that one? Sure. Well, uh, from first Corinthians 12, you know, the, the gifts of healings is a manifestation, a gift of the spirit. Sort of like we were talking about earlier, a suddenly that just shows up. It drops just like this. That's dropped on pastor bill. while ago, the word to share with the pastor out there, it just suddenly drops. And so there's a, there's a grace that comes and ministers to that person and heals. And then there's also, uh, the, the context of like in James five, where it says, is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them anoint him with oil and the prayer of faith, you know, so, Raise up, I'm forgetting some of the scripture, but basically the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And so that's not a manifestation of the spirit that's being healed through agreement and prayer and laying on of hands. Yeah. Uh, and so, yes, there's two distinct healings flows coming there. God wants people healed so much. He gives us so many methods. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the word works all the time. Yep. Yes. Amen. So if you say, I'm waiting on a gift, waiting for God to tell me. Well, just act on the word, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, I'm reminded of your brother-in-law, Jimmy Hockaday, to, Jim Hockaday, you know, to where, I mean, like James, James. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like the differences of the gifts and, you know, how I, uh, I remember hearing tapes as well of Brother Hagen teaching and his emphasis is a teaching gift and prophetic flow. And so it's like a lot of the times in his own churches when he pastored when he was younger, there was you hear him say about uh, most of the people in those churches were in his ministry were being healed, 
by hearing the word. They came together to, to hear and to be healed. And then you have, and that, I think there was some similarity with that with Brother Keith Moore when he was teaching a healing school there. But then when, when Brother Jimmy came in, man, I mean, it's like blew up with different <laughs> gifts of the Spirit and just miracles popping in a different method or yeah. flow, correct? Mm-hmm. That be A different true. vehicle, so to speak. Yeah, a different vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was the grace, a measure of grace for those callings. Yeah, and, and I should clarify too, sorry, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about these guys that were teaching in a, in a place back in Tulsa, Broken Air, Oklahoma, at Arama Bible Training Center at the Healing School. That's yeah. what I'm referring to. Okay. Wondering, yeah. Good. Uh, another question. Uh, how do you know which gift you operate in? <laughs> I'll pay you well, later. <laughs> you will sign up for Life Bible College. You will know. <laughs> no, but I think rea- realistically, you 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 figure it out by really studying them, having a good understanding of what those gifts are. Then you can identify them. And so, really, we have those in Scripture so that we can say, okay, analyze and look and say, well, well what one is that? You can. You can kind of define it and say, "Okay, I think it's this." And uh, if you don't, if you don't know what the scripture says, or if you don't have understanding, or you need teaching on it, uh, that that'll help you understand what it is you're doing. Yeah, it's that, and, and like you said, Pastor Mark, way earlier is um, proximity, yeah. getting around people mm-hmm. that walk in the gifts, and uh, and you're in LBC, you are around people that walk in the gifts. The instructors, um, a lot of the students. Um, come in if they're not they they start walking in the gifts um but also just being in church being in the in the teaching you know um and what what are you setting your eyes on i can i can say again from learning here also doing it, you can't just learn you got to be a doer mm-hmm. but the more you talk about healing guess what starts happening in services healings mm-hmm. the more you talk about word of knowledge that's what and the more you talk about jesus i i challenge you to try this the next time you're with a, a friend, a believer, just start talking about Jesus and watch how little of time it takes to like where you start getting a little giddy. You're like, oh man, the whole thing just changed. Like lunch just changed. Jesus is here. And again, that's word. Yeah. Right. And so he's going to be in the midst of us. And so, um, again, LBC changed my life. It changed Pastor Doug's life. Um, I mean, it changed Pastor Mark's because he had to be obedient and willing to do it <laughs> and set the school up. Right. right. Yeah, and, and, and so just in, in finalizing that, I don't want you to think that you have to wait to be used of God until you... You don't? You know, <laughs> until you go to Bible college or something like that. You can be used of God, like we said before, the day yeah. you get saved. Yep. And so just start following those promptings from the inside and let mm-hmm. love lead you. Pray for people. And as you go, you'll find, you'll find wow, God really uses me in this area frequently. Mm-hmm. And... And then through understanding, you could put a label on it. But either way, God, uh, God's working through you. Yeah. Follow that prompting. Follow his leading. Speak. Use your, you know, speak out the things that he gives you. And, and uh, it's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. The church that Paul was writing to in Corinthians, they, they were excelling in all the gifts before they had the teaching that Paul was giving them at the same yeah. time. Right. And so you're totally able to use those, uh, walk in those, and still have maybe less revelation on them far as what they are and why they work that way and you might be you might be currently walking in yeah. in one of them and not even know it because well you you don't know right yeah 
Yeah. And I don't think Peter and John, when they went through that gate beautiful and saw the lame guy there, that they said, wait a minute, now which gift is this? No. Yeah. Is this a working of miracles? Is this special faith? Uh, what do I have here? Yeah. No, no, they just use the name of Jesus. Yep. Yeah. They just... That shows up in your life as we're cooperating with God. And mm-hmm. you know, mean like, okay, do I get words of knowledge at times? Yes. Do I get them as, men, as much as I do songs? No. Right? Do I get a word of wisdom at times? Okay. But if that's a rare thing compared to frequency of uh, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, something like that. And it's like, to me, that's a clue that, yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I know that as far as the answer to that question. How do you know what gift you're operating in if it keeps showing up in your life? Okay. Yeah. But if it's an occasional thing, it's like, eh, the Spirit of God manifested through me that way, but that's not a gift I frequently walk in. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, last question tonight, I think. Um, someone has written in saying that they have left God when their stepson passed away and they want to come back. How do they do that? Wow. I mean, your desire to come back to God is a God-inspired desire. I think the reason you want to come back is because He wants you back. And uh, it was never His desire. And you obviously went through something very uh, tragic and difficult uh, to deal with, um, un- I think you understand, hopefully you understand, but you may not, um, that those tragedies are not God's design and His plan. Nevertheless, we've all dealt with very difficult situations in this world. And uh, I want you to know, first of all, I think you probably know this, that's why you're coming back. Mm-hmm. God's not your problem. He's your answer. He, you know, and, and He wants you to, uh, to be close with Him. So how do you do that? You just do. I mean, you just approach him as if he loves you because he does. And you say, you say to him, Father, I've been away. And if you've blamed him or anything like that, say, sorry. <laughs> you know, I've misjudged you. And I don't, even if you don't know the whys of what took place, you can still say to him, I, I know you're good and you love me. And Jesus gave his life for me. And I've been away and I'm coming home. I want to walk with you. And I want to tell you, his arms are wide open to you. And, uh, and he will wash you and cleanse you and set your feet on solid ground and turn your life around. Yeah. And, uh, and so just call on his name today and just say, Father, I'm coming home. I'm going to walk with you every day. Help me to walk with you every day of my life. Thank you for what Jesus did for me. And I receive the cleansing flow of his blood in my life. Amen. 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 Praise God. You guys have anything else tonight? Yeah, I, I got one more thing. Um, stomach problem. So uh, you want your stomach pain? You want your stomach pain to uh, to be healed? Uh, place your hand on your on your stomach with me, man. Just say right now. I, I command that pain to be gone right now in my stomach. Leave in Jesus' name and be healed right there. Pain be gone right there in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And to whoever wrote that question, as you wrote the question and Pastor Mark was speaking to you, I just want you, I don't know why I'm saying this, but what a precious and beautiful question. Like, what a great place that you're at for your heart to be so tender and soft to say, I want to come back home. Yeah. I mean, as a parent, is there any better thing than if, you're, if your kids were gone and you just want them to come back home? Yeah. And uh, I, I just commend you. What a beautiful heart you have. And uh, I mean, if I'm a mere man, 
not perfect like God, how amazing and, and how excited is God to have you back. Just, just be blessed, man. Impressed with your heart. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. The father is throwing a party. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. cool. When his lost children come home. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Well, uh, the Lord is good. Thank you, Lord.